We have lots to talk about then. Yeah. Mm. I think we're live. Oh, we, we super are, but I'm still trying to just get this all figured out. So we're talking about wooden earrings, leather earrings. I'm not really sure. Welcome in. This is yes. Unscripted. My name is Timothy Lindsay. Aaron McLaughlin is here. Hello. And we have Jen Bubert here. And we're going to discuss um, things that uh, I avoid on a regular basis. Uh, good decisions, healthy decisions, all the decisions. What, what, what earrings to wear, the leather ones or the wooden ones? Who knew? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. So uh, <laughs> uh, unscripted, uh, we, we want to talk to people that uh, we know, that you know, if you have anybody that we should be talking to, we're talking about people leaning into their passions. Uh, Jen's going to talk to us about wellness, uh, wellness, wellness and wealth. Yes, or wellness and health. That's like a new category. Yeah, well, I think you COVID, should talk to us about hellness. that. It's been wellness and wealth in COVID, yeah. Wellness. Um, <laughs> Man, oh man, it's almost it's almost 2021. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, we talk to people about their passion projects, and we're talking to Jen Bubert about that today. So uh, we'd love if you're enjoying the program or you're enjoying past episodes to please hit the like button and subscribe and tell your friends. Uh, Jen, yes. thanks for joining us. Of course, you and Erin have a history. You were just talking about cricketing and earrings. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting to know you right now with everybody else. Uh, so if uh, if Erin, if you want to take this and drive, yeah. Over to sort of uncover the mystery of Jen so we can find sure. out all about her wellness and her wealth. Yes. Yes. Mm. Well, so like, it's almost like we planned it. It's mm. colitis and Crohn's and colitis week, awareness week. Oh, I was going to mention that. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that's just destiny, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we book club together. Oh. And yeah, we Did you tell Jen that I'm in a book club, but it's actually men's indoor golf. Yeah. Well, and actually book club, I mean, we knew each other kind of before book club and, um, but I think through book club, we've gotten to really know each other much better, which I love, um, cause we're book nerds and, um, we also get to enjoy wonderful food together when we do that. And yeah. And, um, we've gotten to, to know a lot about it each other. Um, but the last few months specifically, um, you've been focused on taking control of what you can control, right? And it's turned into a bit of a passion for you. Mm -hmm. um, as your friend, I've got to watch this unfold. And it's a really beautiful thing that I've been able to witness this sort of growth and change and uh, this fire inside of you. And so that's why we're here today, because I want to hear I want you to tell the story to everybody. And um, ironically, it sort of sits in the birth of you having Crohn's, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, you can take it away. All right, that's where it started. So um, just to give you like a really quick elevator speech about my history, um, I was diagnosed with Crohn's in 2001. Mm -hmm. I was in high school. Um, I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what was happening to me. I just knew that I was really sick and something was going on and something wasn't right. Um, worried a lot of my family for a while because it took a while for us to figure out what was actually going on. And thankfully, um, you know, figured out what was, what was happening, got diagnosed with Crohn's disease, um, <clears throat> had a complete overhaul of what I knew to be in existence for my life. And my, you know, my health was at risk. I was very sick. Um, my diet needed a complete change from the typical teenager diet, you know, no soda, no pizza, you know, all the junk food and deliciousness. 
Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Bye bye. If you could, if you could, if you could break it down, because I know everybody can skate to the puck that is Google or or WebMD. Oh, yeah. Can you can in layman's terms, can you give me the the cliff notes of Crohn's yeah. disease? And, and yeah, so I know Crohn's, it's not that simple, but yeah. So Crohn's and ulcerative colitis are inflammatory bowel diseases. And they you're already clearing the room. Aaron left. Yeah. I know. God, that didn't take long. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out. I'm wildly intrigued. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> it's something no one wants to talk about. Um, and it's very much a um invisible illness in a, in a lot of ways because most of what I suffer from isn't showing up on my face. Um yeah. and can be very easily hidden for um, for most people that suffer from it. So we, we hide it. We don't let it out. We, um, deal with our symptoms on a daily basis and we just keep moving forward. And, um, I'm very proud of that in a lot of ways, but I also feel like the most important thing that everyone needs to do is just be who they are and share and awareness. So that's what yes. this week is about for me is sharing um, on my own personal pages, I do a lot of sharing about what I'm going through. I try to be as transparent as possible, as hard as it is to be, because these um, symptoms that I have are not fun to talk about. I mean, no one wants to talk about diarrhea and nausea what? and vomiting and, you know. I've got a bunch of friends that actually love talking about that. <laughs> Go ahead. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I did not grow up. Um, talking about that at no, all. No, most of us don't, right? Yeah. Like it just was a very hush hush sort of thing. And so I internalized all of what I was going through and um, you know, had a lot of social anxiety, um, didn't want to, you know, I missed dorm life in college because I couldn't wrap my brain around the idea of living in a dorm. And to this day, um, you know, I'm bummed about it. Like I it brought me to where I am today. So I'm not gonna regret it. Um, I met my husband because of it, probably. There's oh, a so lot so of that changed that pathway for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I moved in with my best friend in an apartment and I killed myself working, you know, a job to try to pay for it while going to college, which crashed mm. and burned in about one semester. Um, <laughs> and you had a good time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it got me to New Hampshire and it got me, you know, I got my degree eventually, but I had to do it my own way. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just totally impacted my, my path. Um, not a bad thing. It just wasn't what I was expecting or what I had planned for my life. So if you can bring us back to like, bring me back to high school graduation and then get me to, to hear in, from, a, yeah. from a career standpoint, because obviously this is like we joked earlier before we started the show, like the side hustle, the passion yeah. project. So, yeah. you know, uh, what was your intention when you, when you visited college for that semester? What was the yeah. end game supposed to be and, and where are we now? So I had gone, um, I was going to school for just a business, like a bachelor's business degree. Um, mm -hmm. I figured that was, you know, generic enough that it would get me, I didn't know what I wanted to do with it at all. Um, and I had, once I left that first semester and moved to New Hampshire, I took um, a good couple of years off because again, I didn't know what I was doing um, with my life at that point and um, went back in to finish to get a business degree and then eventually a healthcare management degree because I got kind of strangely into healthcare and hospital work and um, <laughs> got a job at Concord Hospital and grew that into what I am today which is a provider recruiter during my day job 
Um, but a couple of years ago, I had to have surgery for Crohn's and that was really the pivotal point in my life where I realized that I needed to stop, you know, succumbing to the disease and what it's doing to me and stop living by those limitations and really take control over what I could take control over instead of just like throwing in the towel and being like, I can't be healthy. I can't work out. I can't eat anything good. Um, I can't do all of these things. I can't, I can't, I can't. And I don't know what changed. It just, all of a sudden I had surgery. It didn't help. I ended up feeling sick like right away afterwards. And I'm like, okay, well, I thought that was going to be my, my saving grace. And it wasn't. What do they, what, what do they say the probability when you're going in for that surgery? And, and I'm sure there's 15 different versions of the surgery yeah. you had for whatever you're dealing with in particular. What was the end game when, like they said, okay, after this, this is what you could expect. Like, or, yeah, so or, or I, you're going into that as a coin toss because they're not really sure. I was, um, so I had a bowel resection. Um, I had a pretty large section of my small intestine and part of my large intestine, my colon that they were probably going to be removing. And I didn't know if I was going to wake up with an ostomy bag or not. I literally went into surgery, partially exploratory, partially um, we know that we're going to at least take out some, but we don't really know how much until we get in there, figure it out. So I went with a conservative surgeon because I didn't want him to start just like taking parts of me out of my body. I wanted to keep as that much. That looks like an extra. Yeah, they just start yanking yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. You got to yeah, keep so, as much as you can. <laughs> exactly. And the... With Crohn's, one of the main things that you go into it knowing that you're probably going to get surgery at some point in your life. And I mean, mm. I went a long time without needing it. So I'm very thankful for that. Because yeah. once you start having surgery, it's kind of one of those things you just continually keep having it. So when I went in, again, didn't know if I was going to come out with an ostomy. I had to prepare myself for that, whether it would be permanent or temporary. Yeah. Thankfully, I woke up without one. But I was expecting and they had really felt like what they had removed was gonna, I was actually gonna feel really great coming out of things. Now my disease for whatever reason spiked a lot after my surgery and I had a whole nother like section of my um, small intestine and large that's like totally inflamed again. Mm. So that was a low probability situation, like very low in a very short period of time, like within six months. So that just knocked me on my feet. Like I went through all that and it, it still didn't make any difference. And so that's where I literally, I'll never forget, I was in my kitchen and I had been thinking for weeks and weeks and weeks, like, I'm going to work out. Like, I want to work out. I need to work out. I feel lousy in my body. I need to move my body. I don't have a lot of energy. And it was just, it was constant. It was a daily in my head. Couldn't get myself out of the thought of not wanting to work. Like I wanted to work out so badly. And so I was in my kitchen. I literally didn't have anything. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to put a YouTube workout on 20 minute hit. I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. Richard and I Simmons. haven't worked out. in old Richard Simmons. No. Yeah. No, yeah, not- yeah. Just, just moving. Yeah. Just move yeah, your body. Exactly. Yeah. I literally was barefoot in my kitchen. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to go to a gym to work out. I don't uh, need special equipment. I just need to put something on and move my body. And so that's where it started. Um, and it just kind of went from there. I had a couple people on Instagram that I was watching and following and 
Uh, one of them had an ostomy and I was super inspired by her. And that's what really kicked it off for me to say, like, if I can work out in my kitchen barefoot for 20 minutes, like, and, you know, feel like I have no control over things, like I can share my journey and hopefully inspire somebody else who's feeling the same way to do the same thing, whatever that means for them, whether it's drinking more water or moving your body or, you know, trying to get more sleep every day. Like there's so many things that we take for granted that we can do for ourselves that require no money whatsoever and no, you know, public, no going to the gym, which it was, I didn't realize, but I had huge anxiety about like, but I didn't even recognize that that was something holding me back. I had so much anxiety about going to a gym and being in front of people and wondering if they're noticing that I'm going to the bathroom four times because that sometimes is what happens sure. and I was so I had that in the back of my head I didn't even realize it until I started working out at home <laughs> like I don't need to do that I you know so bathroom anxiety so I have celiac disease it's real okay it's real. so um when you're in this like I mean I think just as a woman who's had children it's also an issue um but last <laughs> night I was um coach I'm coaching my daughter's basketball team and um I, okay. we can't we can't use the um bathrooms and just the fact when I walked in and the other coach told me that we have no access to the bathroom, it's only an hour and a half, mind you. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, this is yeah. going to be a problem. <laughs> she, like just you just telling me that I'm not going to be able to go to the bathroom is like a trigger. Uh, yeah. yeah I like I got to go. I got to go right now. <laughs> yep. yeah. So I totally um, you're like clicking all this stuff in my head around. I wasn't diagnosed until I was 31. So I had all these bathroom issues as well. Um, with celiac, it's constipation and diarrhea and throwing up um, all the stuff, right? And um, so for me too, I always needed to drive my own car everywhere, like all the stuff, right? Like- um, The is we dropped this episode at five o'clock right at the dinner hour. So if anybody's really prepping to have dinner, we're-, we're, we're You're welcome. You're, You're welcome. welcome yeah. I mean, this is the stuff, right? Like, as I think we have so much shush, shush, like be quiet yeah. around so many illnesses, cancer yeah. being one of them, that we have all these weird belief systems around them yeah. that aren't healing. Yeah. And I think that's why you've been super inspirational for me because you've just been so open and honest. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we need more of that. Like, um, so what kind of response have you been getting from people? Like, how has your tribe grown yeah. as a result of this? And what's the, so, you said you have an Instagram and like, what's yeah, all your I'm social on, stuff yeah. you put out there? I started on Instagram, Jen versus gut is my handle, uh, via yeah. VS gut. Um, and you know, I had an Instagram account with probably like 10 posts on it before I started really sharing my workout journey. And then it took a little bit for me to get comfortable sharing the Crohn stuff, but um, it's, it's slowly grown and I'm trying to be as transparent as I can be about what I'm going through on a daily basis throughout my posts and my stories. It's phenomenal, the community that you'll find if you just go out and look for them. For just It doesn't take much. The one thing that I have uh, recommended to people that I've talked to either outside of virtual communities and worlds um, or in person is 
no matter what you're experiencing, there's other people out there experiencing that too. And all it takes is a few minutes on a search bar in Facebook or Instagram, Google to find your people. Yeah. And they're your best tool in your toolbox. Like these people, if I'm having a hard day, and I share something that I honestly feel like is dumb and like no one would care about, you'd be so surprised like how many messages I get privately, um, you know, just saying like, girl, I get you, I hear you, I'm right there with you, I'm dealing with that, my son's dealing with that, my daughter's dealing with it, my, my best friend's dealing with it, like you're not alone, we're in this together. Yeah. Um, it lifts you up in a way that you can't even imagine and I cannot recommend that more for anybody who's experiencing anything everybody's got something going on whether it's yeah. mental health you know anything we all have stuff yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and again to, you know to inflate my ignorance like honestly i think the one crone's uh, reference point that i've had in the last six months is that commercial with a girl the, the three sisters yeah in chicago eating deep dish and she keeps rushing off to the bathroom like you keep i see that commercial i'm kind of and, and in the yeah. last couple of days when Aaron and i were talking about having you on i'm like okay i know that Outside yeah. of that, I don't really know. So I'm going to ask, like, yeah. it sounds based on the fact that you just said people are talking about their kids. Is there, it is hereditary and it will pass on or it is, is it? Her, it's supposedly a hereditary thing, but we're still learning a lot about it. I have no one in my lineage that has any, has Crohn's disease. The, the piece that is, um, that I've learned a lot one. about, it's autoimmune. It's an autoimmune disease. And so okay. Um, I have an uncle with RA and my sister was diagnosed with Hashimoto's a couple of years ago. And they're, you know, the only people in my family that are experiencing those sorts of things. We could have had other family members, you know, that were, went undiagnosed, but for the most part, I know nobody that hasn't in my family. It's definitely been a concern. Um, and I could go on a whole nother like episode about just like the experience of pregnancy and like trying to you know, conceive when you've got an autoimmune disease is a whole nother like level. That's a big concern. I still deal with that on a regular basis. Like every time my kids are having a hard time, I'm like, oh God, like, I hope they don't have Crohn's. Like it's a constant concern of mine. Um, Cause auto, I mean, in autoimmune diseases, they test tend to cluster and clump together. And, um, you know, I've gotten tested for other autoimmune diseases cause some people just get multiple ones on top of each other too. So. Yeah. Yep. This girl right here. Erin mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> with the easy cancer, as they call yeah. it, right? So yeah. Thyroid, well, the easy thyroid way. disease yeah. and um, celiac are autoimmune diseases, yeah. and um, yeah, and they're connected. And you know, yep. I have, I have a child with um, celiac disease, and she's also, I think, developing thyroid disease. So, you know, we're we're figuring it out. But yeah, it's so they run in families these things, and yeah like wonky jeans, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> when we were prepping for today, we were talking about like, um, we're texting, you know, like, what is it, I guess you're, I think the thing that is so impressive is that this idea of, of being open, but also taking action. Yeah. Um, so what has that meant for you and how have you incorporated that into your daily life? So you know, the one thing, and I think we talked about this at the beginning, like my focus, especially during, just put COVID aside, but really, and honestly, the last eight Can months we? have been, I know, right? I, 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 for I, that. I tried to compartmentalize as much as possible. 
Um, if you didn't have COVID, it would be different. Yes. I yeah. Know. <laughs> I think that um, everybody, the struggle for many of us is just finding, focusing on what you can control, right? I mean, you have to be able to focus on what you can control and not what you can't. So even right now in the height of COVID and everything that's going on, I think that um, I have to literally on a daily basis remind myself like this is what I have control over. I have control over my actions. I have control over how I take care of my body. I have control over, you know, the four walls of my household and um, I don't have control over anything else. Like I literally yeah, just have to take right? that. Right. And you know, those things, diet, sleeping, moving your body, drinking enough water, doing the things that make you happy, doing the things that bring you joy, meditating, journaling, like all of the things, like those are the things that I can do for myself and try to keep some sanity in the middle of all this and giving ourselves grace. Like we have to give ourselves some yeah. grace and be just grateful and thankful for what we have around us. So how would you say that, the, and, and I'm gonna ask a four prong question, but how would you say the, the, the change uh, of how you've had to, you know, taking control of what you control so how has that manifested like spiritually, nutritionally, physically, emotionally, like what, what changes, I guess, starting with nutrition, because obviously that's an immediate yeah. direct effect on how you feel. Yeah. And I guess beyond those four things, do you have, I mean, the, the diminished immune system that comes with it obviously mm -hmm. puts you in a higher category of risk with yeah. our good friend that's outside your threshold, COVID, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I guess start back with uh, starting with nutrition. Like, what are the what are some of the key changes you have to make? Things that you have to avoid, or maybe some things you avoid now that you don't even care because maybe you didn't like pizza. I feel like you probably do. Is that or is that just a thing on the commercial? Is that fake? I don't know. Pizza's genetic um, in my family as far as like obsession goes. So yeah, pizza's <laughs> definitely a requirement for my family. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, nutrition and Crohn's are very complicated, just like a lot of other things. And I am honestly still figuring those things out. I am actually doing an intuitive eating thing, which is like a new buzzword, um, I think. But in a lot of ways, I think it's important for us to understand what we're putting in our bodies and how it's making us feel. Mm -hmm. And people take that for granted too. Like food can have an impact on your system for days. Like it's yeah. not just what you immediately are eating and then how you feel then. It's how you're feeling over the course of several days after that. Your digestive system is constantly in motion. And so nutrition is a constant struggle for me. There's no doubt about it. I know things that are triggers. Dairy um, is a key one for me specifically. I'm actually getting celiac tested in a couple weeks. Um, that just sounds fun. Yeah, just to kind of rule that out in my brain, in my space, because it's always one of those things in the back of my head that I don't know for yeah. sure. Right. Yeah. And until I get that result, I at least know that, and then I can kind of move forward. Um, I've done food sensitivity tests and all of these things, but like nothing is definitive until I really start paying, you start paying attention to exactly what you're eating and how you're feeling afterwards. And that's where the intuitive eating thing comes in and the food journaling and the elimination diets and all of those things that kind of kick off. So it definitely plays a huge factor in how my Crohn's is, how my energy is, how I'm sleeping, how I'm, my mental health is with my family and my coworkers and you know, how I deal with, with daily life. 
So as you're talking, I'm thinking about this, your mindset around um, having Crohn's disease. Would you say that doing these things, like how, how has that changed? Like in the last? Yeah, I guess like in the last eight months, yeah. do you feel like from my perspective, I think there was a time where your disease was running you yeah, and, and that maybe is different now. I mean, I would say that the main, my disease has not gotten better in this. And that's something I feel like is important to say, like in the last two yeah. years, I wish that I could tell you that I am feeling fantastic and that all of these changes that I've made have made my Crohn's symptoms disappear. That would be ideal. Amazing. Yeah. That's not the case. Yeah. Right. I, I have been through clinical trials in the last two years. I have been through failed medications. I've literally tried every Crohn's medication out on the market right now. I am literally just piecing together treatment plans until the next medication comes out. And so the one thing that's changed for me is my mental health and my attitude. That's where the change has happened. And I think that that is really one of the most important parts. I think that for the most part, um, I have always dealt with this disease as a like, yes, it's happening, but I have to move forward, which in some ways doesn't, doesn't work out very well, right? Because you're, I was ignoring symptoms and I wasn't treating them and I wasn't focusing on them and taking care of them because I have kids to take care of and I have a job to go to and I just have to keep moving forward. And that's how I, I think that's how I get through my day, right? That's how most of us get through our day. Like we can't harp on it. But we also need to recognize what's going on, do some, you know, do something about it, talk to your doctor, try that new medication, um, don't eat that food. But the, the point is, is that by doing all the things that I wasn't doing before, the moving my body and the trying to pay attention to what I'm eating and drinking more water and taking my multivitamin, like my mental health has changed. I feel like I do have some control over yeah. what's going on when I really don't have a lot of control, like rea realistically, a lot of things are out of my control, but I can do all those things and my mental health is better and I can be more present for my family and I can just have a better outlook on life and I can be available to my followers and help them through a difficult time and just show them that even though you're feeling lousy today and you can, you can take that moment and you can recognize that and you can have that day on the couch and you can do what you need to do, but you need to get back up and you need to keep moving forward. Um, and that's where, that's where the change happens for me, you know? I yeah. Know. No, I mean, I think that's what I'm saying. Like I can see there's, yeah. there's this like place where I think sometimes when you're dealing with chronic illness, um, where you can, you can like become a victim to that yeah. illness, right? Like, oh my God, I feel like crap today. So I can't do this and I can't find joy in my life. And I can't do, you know, like, because I don't feel well. And I mean, there are days like, right. Like I get it. Like I had to be helped to step out, like sit up from the yeah. couch the other day. Cause my yeah. body was so, yeah. I was in so much That's pain. You drank too much of things. Yeah. <laughs> because I was in too much pain. Yeah. That was but tryptophan like, and Pinot Grigio, but that's another right. story for another time. No, I, but I mean, I think that that piece of like, you know, recognizing that like the only thing I have control over is my mindset. And I have 
personally witnessed that change in you and that has impacted so many other people. And I think that what's kind of cool is like, like you're saying, like you don't feel necessarily better. Your disease isn't in remission, right? But yeah. you feel better, right? Because, and and this has lit sort of a passion for you to inspire and support others, which is really cool. I think you have to be determined to live your best life regardless of what's happening to you, what's happening around you. Um, you have to have that mindset that you're going to be happy today, that you're yes. going to choose what to be thankful for. And everybody has things to be thankful for. Like, but you, unless you're thinking about it, I mean, honestly, gratitude journaling has changed my life in a lot of ways because the best. Yeah. it's really hard to wake up in the morning think about all the amazing things that are happening in your life. And it could be that like, you've got this snuggly blanket and you've got this, like you've got hot tea in your cupboard or like, it doesn't have to be anything huge. Those, if you start your day off with those things, Simple it's gratitude. really darn hard to turn yep. that around. Like well, you have to come from a place of gratitude. You made yeah. the point too about how the, the, the tangible result of maybe improved you know, uh, like a, like a, a tangible medical improvement in your situation and in, in, in your overall status as you as a human, right? Might not be something you can put your finger on, although you fighting that fight every day is putting you in a better place. Cause I, th I think the, the, the skeptic would say, well, if you're not seeing these results, Jen, why even bother? Yeah. Right. Just sit on the couch, watch the prices, right. And, and, and roll up into a ball. And clearly nobody would say that out loud, but there's somebody who's going to be like, yeah. well, why would you bother if you're not, if, if you're not seeing the result, if you can't point to it, anybody who's been on a weight loss journey, you'll have people say, well, yeah, well, so I stayed the same this week, or I didn't lose any this week, or I'm up point two. What would you have been up if you weren't paying attention? Right. And if you, at the end of days, if you, if you, you know, end your life and you are, you are doing it and you're on your deathbed and you fought the good fight or you, or you, your last, your, the end of time comes and you, you were eating healthy, right? You were doing all the right things. You've lived a better life, whether people want to admit it or not, right? If you yeah. never get to your weight loss goal, or if you never cure your Crohn's disease, as we joked yeah. about before, I yeah. guess what's interesting there. And I said to Aaron the other day, and I'm interested to get your take, cause you're obviously like, you know, hyper aware of, of nutrition and how it affects you. And you watch other people, which must be fascinating. Um, you know, let, let's pick on me for a second. Like I absolutely could eat better every day, right? Most of us could, right? Mm -hmm. So here's somebody who's not battling Crohn's, who's, who's not taking advantage of the, the, the leg up that I have on somebody who's battling Crohn's or some other autoimmune uh, disease. And if that's the case, what's your fascination? And there must be some watching everything that we're watching in the news with COVID. Why are we not spending more time on these news programs? And I know why, because I've been in broadcasting. Like they're looking for the numbers that keep you watching and, and the scare tactics of, of, you know, not necessarily the people that have recovered, but the people that got the new case today. For you so dialed into your nutrition, are you amazed that we're not having a bigger conversation about everyone on planet earth improving their immune system right now? Like all the things we could be doing to reinforce and insulate ourselves yeah. from having a higher probability of getting COVID, which- um what what actually has blown my mind in the last nine months this is, is how much we're talking about COVID and how upset people are about isolation when 
I'm sorry, but the majority of autoimmune disease warriors out there are dealing with a, a, a compromised immune system. And a lot of them have been isolating already. So boohoo to you guys who have had to be dealing with isolating. Give me a break. Like, I can't even tell you how many people that I know in my circle that have had to isolate already, like for years. And sure. no one cares, if, like not to say no one cares, but like no one's really understood that impact on their life, on their mental health and yeah. the sacrifices that they've been making for their own health. Um, it's like, I literally watch, I don't watch the news often anymore because I can't handle it. But when I do, I'm just like, why aren't we just focusing on doing all the right things, having the rich diet, moving your body, sleeping enough, drinking enough water, taking the multivitamins, like all those things minimize your stress. Like, why aren't we focusing on those things? And why are we so focused? Like, I don't know. Like, COVID Yeah, because we're just hoax. counting all the numbers. Give me a right? break. Like, COVID is a hoax. Okay. Like I can, I beg to differ. Like I'm watching my co-workers on a daily basis, yeah. treating patients in the ICU that are deathly sick. I know it's not going to impact everybody in the same way. And I know people who have had very mild cases and they've come out on top and that's great. But I was just talking to my coworker today. Like I understand the logic that someone can get COVID and recover and that, that, that happens, but there's the, what if, like, what if I get it and I end up in the ICU? Like, what if I don't get it and I still end up in the ICU from some other complication or some, the flu, or like, there's so much going around. Like, we just need to focus on taking care of ourselves and educating people because I honestly keep, like you said, like, I see people taking advantage of the fact that they could have a salad for lunch. Like, no joke, I would love to have a salad for lunch. You can have, I'll send you mine tomorrow. The, I couldn't, because I would die. Like, I, it would yeah. literally kill me if I tried to eat a salad. It, it, it drives me crazy how people take advantage of the fact that they are healthy and yeah. that they, they could be making better choices. Well, I was watching something um, the other day, and it was, I think it was Zuckerberg and Fauci, actually. Yeah, yeah. And they were and they talking about the things, the five things you could do. And I was like, could we add, like, get more sleep, drink some water, boost your immune system? Like, could we make it 10 things and actually add so, uh, some additional things that we could do? Right. Like, yeah. yes, wearing masks and yes, you know, washing yeah. your hands and keeping social distance. But how about building your body up? Yeah. Right. Thinking good thoughts. Like yeah. there's actually research on that, you know? Um, so it just, yeah, it's mind blowing. Um, and I think to the people who are healthy, who take for granted that they will be okay if they come yeah. in contact with this, there was, I think something recently, um, I saw in the, I want to say in the Midwest and this gentleman who was like, this is legit. It's real. He spent six weeks in the hospital. So, so sick. And, you know, um, that's like the number one thing that all these medical professionals are hearing is that when people do get really sick, they're like, oh my God. Like I, I kept thinking like, this is the flu. It's not the flu. If you are one of the people that gets really sick, it's not just the flu, right? Like, um, 
Yeah. So it is, it's interesting how people are willing to play with other people's health. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I guess mean, what's so, really interesting yeah. is some of the people that are coming out, like they just, the Red Sox just talked about how they signed, uh, this is not part of the sports report. The Red Sox <laughs> just talked about how they just, they just signed Eduardo Perez, who's um, uh, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, sorry, uh, Erod to like a, a one year, $8 million extension. He came back last year, uh, had battled COVID in the off season. And when he came back, he had some uh, scarring on his heart from, they say, from COVID. So how many people are going to come out of the other side of this and have a reduced immune system or maybe a destroyed immune system because of this? Because we don't really know what the after effects are. We're still in the midst right. of just celebrating that somebody got through it. And what will be the framework of that person's DNA when they get on the other side of this? And, and we're not going to know that for years, maybe. I, I guess I, I'm really fascinated by the fact that we are not talking about how and read this like not picture of health here, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, right? I'm a couple of Twinkies over. I think we can all see that. But at the same time, what could and and I, you know, I am good with my vitamins and all that stuff. I and I, I, I take all the things. I, I drink my water. I'm going to sleep as much as I can. You know, even napping at the office. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, perfect. But yeah, so a lot of space on the desk, just like Costanza. I just, I, I guess, I'm amazed that it's not more of a national conversation. And I know yeah. why it's not because there's. There's, there are no ratings in that conversation and and I'm just blown away by it. So I, I can only imagine from where you sit and both of you, because you both are battling you know immune system issues. And our youngest, my son at home, Cameron, is uh, autistic and diabetic, juvenile, uh, juvenile diabetes, diabetes you know type one, and even people that are type two, but for a type one juvenile diabetic, he doesn't have a higher probability of catching it. We just don't necessarily want to read the book of what will happen if he does, right? And it's, it's just fascinating to me that it's not a bigger conversation about how we could reinforce ourselves to prevent it. Yeah. If I could That's be that much healthier that I never get it, so I never transfer it, which I know comes down to tactile stuff and licking doorknobs and all that stuff. But beyond that, you know, I, I don't know. It's just well, mind-boggling. That's also a whole other conversation about the healthcare system, which we could have Jen back to talk about, but I'm sure that she's likely never been told by any of her specialists to exercise, uh, practice gratitude and, um, take a multivitamin because I certainly know that I have been told even now that I don't have a thyroid, that none of that matters, right? Like there, there just is a disconnect between sort of what we consider conventional medicine and, life skills as I will call them, right? Like um, there's a, just a, these are viable healthcare techniques and they have, no, they are generally not um, part of anyone's care plan. Like mm -hmm. the doctors who recommend these things are usually considered sort of fringe-ish, yeah. right? Like has yeah, anyone so, recommended to yeah. you meditation? Uh, no. No. For your Crohn's, meditate no, you, every day. You said you, said so you like, practice that. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm intrigued by that because I, I can't sit in a room quietly because I won't either. stop talking. Yeah, I won't stop I'm talking. I'm so bad so at it. I, I have monkey brain. I have bad, bad, bad monkey brain. And I actually, I've been really, um, really fortunate because I, the programs that I follow just came out with a with an unstressed program essentially where 21 days of meditation and I think I'm on like day 12 or 13 and it kind of builds you up little by little you literally just take five minutes and you listen to the girl talking on the phone 
and she's like all you need to do is breathe like all you need for meditation is to breathe and as soon as your mind goes you just bring it right back and who cares like don't stress about it it's supposed to be unstressed like yeah. don't stress about the fact that <laughs> don't get mad at yourself ah <laughs> yeah like i have like groceries to pick up and i got all these things yeah yeah do we have enough milk in the fridge yeah like exactly everywhere yeah did i like get the right outfit for spirit week tomorrow and my kids school like oh shoot i gotta grab those crazy socks like whatever it is my mind just yeah you just go crazy but you have to just like laugh about it or like just enjoy it like who cares like bring it back and then even if it only you only get it for a couple minutes you know 30 seconds and you go off again just bring it back again like that's the practice that's the point is just to kind of stay um present for a few moments and focus on your breathing and um trying to think there's a there's a a technique that my therapist had actually given me it's like a muscle relaxation um therapy and you can like find a million YouTube videos about oh, it. Go ahead though. Yeah. Shocking to me. Um, I didn't do it for very long. There's, she had originally recommended like 20 minutes a day or something like that. Mm. And so I did do it for a little while, but it quickly made me realize how much I tense my body. Yes. I'm like shocked at how much my body tenses. I, my, whether it's my jaw or I just, I get tense. And that, that kind of like process that I went through, um, this relaxation therapy totally clued me in on that. So it's like when I'm working at my computer, like I can feel the parts of my body that have totally tensed up. And I'm like, why am yeah. I, why am I sitting like this? I'm, I'm not upset. I'm not stressed, but your body just kind of like naturally, you'd be shocked how much you happens if you. Yeah. Like we're bracers. I think like we yeah. brace for, we're always braced for impact. Yeah. Relax, take a breath. Well, it's funny you say that because you'll sit in a training or you know, you'll, you'll be at some seminar or whatever and or even in a certain class and they'll they'll do something where they're just like, all right, everybody bring it down. You know, like sometimes they want you to stand up and, and create energy in the room, but just bring it down. They dim the lights, they play some music, they start and, and they, they start to read something to you and they're telling you to breathe and slow your breathing. And that finishes. And that, like, that's the only time I exercise that, like is when I'm being told to in like some sort of conference or whatever. And I'm like, that was great. That and was like, awesome. To your point, I could do that every day, stupid, but do I? No, because I'm marching <laughs> around all tensed up, like, you know, ready to punch my cat in the face. Like, just, yeah, take seven minutes in the morning, you know, and I'm saying this now, and I promise you I won't do it tomorrow. I'll text you in the morning. Yes. I'll text you. Yes. Breathe. Did you, breathe. It's meditation time, buddy. Well, the other day, I didn't have any breaks on the way into the office, so I was definitely tensed up, right? I was bracing yeah. for impact, but yeah. Yeah. It's 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 just you know again back to the, the the conversation earlier about how you're witnessing all these people where you're so focused on your nutrition and and we're not having the national conversation about insulating ourselves against COVID by being just a little healthier and that we could all take that time to do seven minutes five minutes to your point there's that calm app I have thirty seconds I've never opened it yeah I mean I've opened it once and it probably wanted to update and I got mad and I threw it and I didn't do it you know so. The Calm app is actually like a huge tool for anybody. Like yeah. it is, you can get the free version. You don't have to pay for it. Um, it has worked. I probably paid for it. I'm still not using it, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's worked magic on my kids even to like yeah. on a sleep story for like my older it, one. I just opened it up. It says, take a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> it's listening. It's like we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Take a deep yeah, breath. That's all it takes sometimes. Like everyone's 
I think we are living in a world where we're just all like on the go all the time. Right. And I am a hundred percent that person. I will, I function better when I'm busy and when I have a lot going on, that's just how I work. If I don't have a lot going on, like nothing gets done. All those projects I have on my list don't happen. They only happen when I'm really busy yeah. and I have a lot going on. Yeah. Um, my husband hates it when I say like, if you want to ask, if you want something done, like ask a busy person who does not understand that. But I'm like, for real, that's the only way stuff gets done. Is it yeah, I totally agree. Well, and I, the, the point you made earlier about, you know, Erin um, was talking about just, it feels as if, as, as certainly as I've gotten older, you'll hear more people talking about losing pregnancies. And it's not that it wasn't happening before. We're just a more open society and we have those yes. open conversations. So yes. people are not talking about Crohn's, but the, the layers it's getting buried under, whether you have Crohn's that you want to discuss or the miscarriage that you would have discussed, that's that's buried under everybody's party line, which is how you're doing. I'm great. I'm good. Because no, yeah. nobody wants to trouble each other with what's wrong. Yeah. And then on top of that, now when I say, hey, Jen, how's it going? And you're like, God, you have COVID. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the opening salvo. Like, we don't even get to the layer of you. We're talking about this, this international issue of, of COVID before I get to you lying to me that everything's great at the house, right? Inside your threshold that we don't even get to like what's really troubling you. Like that's well, it's the universal issue, right? Like everyone's complaining about COVID. It's impacting every single person's sure. life. So it's the it's universal easy out. Uh, talking point. Like everyone has it. But yeah. one thing I want to make note about COVID, because I was thinking about this a lot today, is that, um, and I'm going to do this actually in my in my little tribe that I have going. Um, I think we need to celebrate the things that COVID has brought us. Totally. Like I can't even put into words in you know five minutes like how much COVID has given me it's given me a lot of gifts a lot of gifts I I I have gone through such transformation since March that I can't even like it's just mind-boggling to me how much I have changed as a human my mindset has changed I finally started going to therapy like I could have used therapy 10, 15, 20 years ago, but I didn't, I didn't until now. And it's because I tried to put too much on myself. I tried to do literally all the things I tried to work from home full time. I tried to remote school, both my kids, like what <laughs> I tried to clean my house. I tried to be the cook. I tried to get, order the groceries. I mean, I use all of the modern day tools for us moms. Like I do Hannaford to go. I do whole foods delivery. I do HelloFresh. I do Preach, all the sister. things. All the things. And but even with all of those fantastic tools, yeah. I killed myself. Like I I broke in the spring. I was a broken person. I had nothing left. I had I was just I was a disaster. I was not a good parent. I was not a good wife. I was horrible to myself. And I just had to like stop and say, what the heck? is going on what am i doing and what do i need yeah um and that's where therapy came in and it really made a huge difference for me um all of the relaxation muscle relaxation therapy like i needed that like i don't do it every day but gosh darn like i said like i know when i'm tense now and like i know when i need to chill out i know that i can't do all of the things i know that i need to find joy in things yeah. like I have three Christmas trees in my house right now because I've been in quarantine for 10 days from an exposure. I lost my crafts. 
And I was like, I need to do something. I'm home with my kids and my husband. Like the Griswolds, yeah. What? Three trees in my house. And I actually, in the middle of the process of decorating them, I was like totally stressed out. And I was like, hold up. (laughs) This is supposed to be fun. What am I doing? I'm ruining something that I wanted to do to bring me joy. Like, what is wrong with me? I do this. I do that on a daily basis. And I know a lot of people do. Like, you put all this stuff on yourself and then you don't enjoy it. And like, hold up. So I literally was like, we're leaving all those decorations on the floor. We are not doing this right now. We're going to come back to it later when we're all in a better mood and we're actually going to enjoy it. And I walked away from it and I was totally fine with it. I would have never done that a year ago. No. I would have never had the time I've had with my kids. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I feel like I'll, I'll be, I'll be talking to a client and I feel like, um, I feel like a sadist when I say it, but like one of the blessings of COVID has come out of my mouth so many times yes because there's there's a ton of them whether it's interpersonal and it's at your household or whether it's it's changed the structure of what you do at your workplace uh you know Aaron and I certainly have a million celebrations of the way it's changed the way in which we do what we do with our company and I say that and I know when I say that some people are just like what are you, you know, talking they, about they haven't yeah. found it but like yeah I mean for sure I think I think it's for I think for a lot of people it has eroded some relationships that were relationships uh, or friendship, utilitarian friendships as opposed to actual friendships, right? Like I haven't seen this person because we haven't run into each other because we haven't had the freedom to and there's been no effort made. Right. And, and I just felt my shoulders dropping, you know, like, like that's good, right? You know, it, so there, yeah, there's been a ton. I appreciate that you said that because I think there's been a, a myriad of blessings from COVID, you know, as odd as that sounds to say out loud. I, I mean, yeah, I want to be respectful of, Everybody Absolutely, the loss. Oh, no, sure. yeah, 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 for sure. And suffering yeah. and the healthcare workers and the frontline workers and the people in the grocery stores, like, I'm not discounting any of that at all. And it, I think it's fundamentally changed how we are completely as a society. And I think it's yeah. going to have long-term yeah. effects on us as a individuals and as a society for years to come. Our children, yeah. I don't even know what's going to impact, how this is going to impact yeah. my children long-term. But I can tell you that they're never going to forget the summer that we had. We had an amazing yeah. summer. We had such a great summer. It was, and we would not have done half the things had yeah. we had all these other competing yeah. things. All the scheduled stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I think um, we've definitely mourned that. Um, and it's also been... Some of it will um, never find its way back onto your calendar. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Like some of the things that I'm like, well, that doesn't matter. I won't have to do that again when it comes back. <laughs> Book club, I'm definitely doing again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our group's doing Little Women. What are you guys reading right now? I don't even know. What are we reading right now? Um, we don't have a new one scheduled. I'm reading okay. Rachel Hollis's new book. Didn't see that coming. Oh, Oh, I haven't gotten it yet. Interesting. Is it good? Um, yeah, it, I mean, she, it's perfect for right now, right? Because the point see is that coming, right? You've got to put your life back together from things right. that you weren't expecting to have happen to you. And yeah. um, again, it just, it goes back to just focusing on the things that you have control over, focusing on things that bring you joy, really looking in inward instead of outward and looking for external things to make to make you better and to make your situation better like you really have to rely on yourself 
to do that. And I mean, that, I think we all need to practice that every single day. Like I, I am nowhere near perfect with my routine and the things that I want to do, but I'm constantly working on my routine. And once you have the routine and you have the desire to make changes, that's when it's really going to happen. Like forcing it doesn't make it happen. Like you really want it. And you have to take the action, right? So the action, and even if it's a little tiny action, like you said, the 30 seconds, I I nailed meditation for 30 seconds, right? Like tomorrow I'm going to do 31, you know, I'm, but it's, it's, you know, um, we were in a conference a couple of weeks ago and one of the coaches in it, she said, um, this quote, like, if you're sick of starting over, stop quitting. Quitting. Yep. And I love that so much because I think it just applies to so many things, especially around change in your life, right? Like if you're sick of starting over, just stop quitting. Just decide that you're going to keep doing it, right? Um, Yeah, suck a little better at it every day, right? Yeah. Progress over perfection. I love that you grabbed that book and it didn't see that coming because we were actually, my wife um, is always in charge of putting together our our holiday card and on the back she put, uh, she's. I said, put a hashtag, didn't see that coming on the back. And she actually did. So the fact that that's the book you guys are reading too, because just, yeah, because we, you know, usually we have some well-crafted pictures from the cave and from hiking and mountain biking. And we've got like nothing. Like it's, it's all of us walking <laughs> around like zombies at our house. So we, she cobbles together this holiday card for 2020. And we just put yeah. on the back hashtag, didn't see that coming. Cause like, you know, we don't have any good pictures because we were all quarantined, you know? Yeah. Crazy. yeah. I actually have this, um, this, my, our dear friend, Tina gave this to us on our first book club, which was, I don't know, a year and a half to, has it been more than that? It was, yeah, because it was before I was diagnosed. Right. Okay. So she had printed these little cards. This is, um, a Rachel Hollis quote where, where most of us are big Rachel Hollis fans. Um, That's how we came together. (laughs) Exactly. It was our, the inception of the book club. So this quote is, you must choose to be happy, grateful, and fulfilled. If you make that choice every single day, regardless of where you are at or what's happening, you'll be happy. Like this is on like front and center on my work desk. Like that's, you have to make that decision every single day to do that. Yeah. Happiness is a choice you make. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Jen. Thank hey. you so much, Jen. Hey, Jen, you've got social. Do you want to blurb that out? And then we can make yeah. sure we get it in the notes for the show. What it, yeah, what so um, on Instagram and Facebook, Jen versus Jen gut. Versus gut. Yep. But, um, Jen and gut. I have a feel good vibes tribe that I just opened up um, to anybody who's looking for some motivation, some accountability. Um, really, truly, that's what the tribe's about. Just feeling good, doing the things that make you feel good every single day. And that's the focus. We do fun giveaways. We just did a bunch of giveaways for November. We have some coming up in December that are fun. And it's really just about engaging and being part of a community um, that's in it to support each other and bring some positivity and light to our lives. So that's the tribe on Facebook. And, but yeah, I'd love to chat with anybody who's just wanting to share their story or, you know, connect. Love Thanks. it. You can Thanks find Jen again. Hubert at Jen versus gut on Instagram. Uh, we're going to put the rest of her connections in, uh, in the notes for the show. Thank you so much for joining us for unscripted. We would love for you to like subscribe and share, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank you.